Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still seeing it quite well through that haze. He minus 37 seconds. The fight is going to equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovation. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host today. I want to welcome everybody to the show. We've had some some fantastic episodes for 2020, as crazy as it's been, uh, and and we're going to continue uh, continue on the roll with a with another fantastic guest today. You know. Uh, it's 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 interesting, uh, kind of the path that people take in life, uh, and and why they do what they do. And so we're going to have a, a great conversation today with uh, Evie Brooks. Uh, Evie Brooks is uh, from Atlanta, Georgia, and Veracruz, Panama. She's an elite real estate investor, educator, keynote speaker, uh, mentor, coach, entrepreneur, uh, former advanced trainer of Rich Dad Poor Dad, who now specializes in all things Panama, including real estate and organic sustainable agricultural uh, investments. So, Evie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, I really love that uh, you're 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 working in the sustainable area and and doing some different agricultural things. That's awesome. Uh, I want I want to definitely talk about uh, you know a little bit of those things uh, as we move through the interview today. But I want to kick it off with just finding a little bit more about Evie Brooks. Like, how did you find your frequency in life and in business, and why do you do what you do? You know, finding my frequency was uh, a fluke. I was a criminal justice penology major going to law school and I got pregnant my last semester of undergrad work and ended up in the real estate industry in Atlanta, Georgia by accident. And uh, I stayed in corporate America there in asset management and property management for four years. I went out on my own as an investor because I realized I was sitting on the, the wrong side of the desk <laughs> and working with contractors and realtors and investors and that type of thing. And so after four years, I went out on my own and I have been doing it every since. Are you having trouble finding hand sanitizer? Well, Spa Treat has you covered. There's no need to go searching high and low. Just visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and place your order on their easy-to-use website. On schedule delivery. One of the great things about this product, Spa Treat Fulfillment Team is working around the clock to provide people hand sanitizer during this time of need and get your order to you as quickly as possible, even faster than Amazon. Spa Treat also has the lowest price of any of its competitors. Spa Treat has 62% alcohol content and the FDA recommends between 60 to 80 for maximum protection. This one has 62 because it doesn't dry your hands out. I use this stuff every single day. It is fantastic. It's got certified organic extracts with the ingredients in that hand sanitizer that are of the highest quality and they're designed to leave your hands smelling and feeling fresh while protecting you at the same time. The best part, there's no tricky residue left over. None. None of that sticky stuff. Four cents available, unscented, tea tree, lavender, and lemon. And best of all, this product right here is made in the good old United States of America. A lot of companies are having trouble dealing with the current demands, so Spa Treat has dedicated themselves to providing a much-needed product in the time of crisis. Spa Treat has better prices, faster shipping, and a larger supply than any of their competition. There isn't even a close second. Visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and enter promo code SPA SPA at checkout to 
you'll receive 5% off your entire order. That's right. Not only are they offering the lowest price available, but they're also offering our listeners a discount. This promo code is exclusive to Voice America, and only our listeners get this discount. Spotry and Voice America came together on this sponsorship in order to provide Americans something they could really need right now. Peace of mind. Visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and order yours today. That's SpaTreatOfficial.com and make sure you use the promo code SPA at checkout to receive 5% off your entire order. SpaTreatOfficial.com. Get your awesome hand sanitizer. So uh, what what drove you to real estate? What what kind of drove you to get into the industry in the first place? Well, at that time, because I was pregnant, I had a friend that worked for a company and said, hey, I can get you a job with this company and you could, you know, be here as long as you wanted to until you could go back to law school and have, um, you know, insurance benefits because I was going to law school. I wasn't planning on getting pregnant at that time. <laughs> That's how I ended up in it. And I absolutely loved it. It was my calling that I did not realize was my calling. And now it just flows through my veins. That's awesome. So what are some fun real estate projects that you've worked uh, stateside? <clears throat> stateside, I've done projects all over the place. We've done things. I think some of my favorites would be... Um, up in the mountains of North Carolina and the Smoky Mountains, also out in the Balkan region of North Dakota, where the fracking is going on. And uh, there's a need for housing out there. We did a large project out there. We're still in the midst of that project. We've done some historical uh, restoration in Ogden, Utah. Um, So um, I've been all over the place. I've done everything from just typical fix and flips, you know, single family, all the way to large multifamily 116 door projects. Um, and so I've been all over the country from out west in Utah and, and, and then up uh, in the Midwest, North Dakota, Florida. Of course, I love the, the ocean and the water. We've done a lot in the Florida market as well. And then the mountains and, of course, Atlanta, the, the market that I'm from. I'm still very actively involved in that market as well. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I love Atlanta. I've been out there a couple of different times. I went out there, I don't know, 2017 or 2018 for um uh, I'm trying to remember what the event was. It was a technology event, but I had never been to Atlanta until then. And uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised at how, how awesome people were out in Atlanta and the whole idea of uh, Southern hospitality. I'm, I'm, I'm from the South, but I'm from the Southwest. So, you know, a little bit, a little bit kind of a different culture. Uh, so it was super cool when I got out there to, to run into some folks and actually experience the true, you know, uh, the true, the true South. <laughs> Absolutely. That Southern hospitality still exists. It's live and well here in, in Georgia. Uh, of course, there's a lot of implants in the Atlanta market. But when you get out to the rural areas, you're still going to find that true Georgia hospitality and a lot of true Georgia peaches like myself. <laughs> you know, I don't know what it is, but everybody kept trying to give me sweet tea. Is that a, that's a, is that, is that a thing? <laughs> is a staple in your daily in your daily routine i have sweet tea for breakfast lunch and dinner that's so i love iced tea but i I never had sweet tea really before it's not something that was really you know my thing uh and then i went to atlanta and i'm like wow there's something different this this sweet tea is different than the sweet tea i have in phoenix (laughs) definitely (laughs) i'll have to get with you after the session and find out what this what the secret sauce is (laughs) i can help you with that that's awesome. So um, all the success that you've had uh, in the U.S. and, you know, your fix and flips and your and your big multifamily stuff, uh, what what made you decide that you wanted to, you know, kind of move in and work in the in the Panama space or in that particular region? 
Well, because when I started teaching with the Rich Dad Organization back in 2003, um, <clears throat> I had the opportunity to go into the Latin American market as an elite educator for the Rich Dad Poor Dad Organization. And when I got down there, I just fell in love with it. And that was in Costa Rica. And that was 2003. And I started a big master plan community, a 700-acre master plan community, and then two more smaller projects in that marketplace. And they were just clicking along and doing incredibly well until 2008. And the market just blew up and crashed, as everybody knows. Well, the adjoining country of Panama just continued to click on through there and, and, and barely slow down where Costa Rica came to a screeching halt because it is a tourism-only country. And Panama is not a tourism country. In fact, tourism falls in number five or number six in the, in the top reasons that, that people choose to go to Panama, be it the Panama Canal, the new Cobra Copper Mines, the economy. The lowest the GDP got from that 2008 explosion was in 2009, and it dropped to 4%. And so from then until COVID started, it had been over 4%, 5%, up to 9.6%. And so they're projecting also next year that the GDP is going to be back up to 4% after being closed down for the whole entire six months of 2020 in Panama, and I mean totally closed down. They just opened back up last week um, for partial, um, you know, uh, capability, and they're phasing things in. So, so they took like a let's shut the whole country down approach to the COVID nineteen, which is a little they bit different. absolutely yeah. did totally. I mean, you could not leave your home except for two hours a day, and those two hours were a specific two hours and that was from the minute you left until the minute you got home women on monday wednesday and friday and men on tuesday and thursday and that was it wow that's crazy i wonder how do the people make a living if you can't leave or i mean i guess there's probably essential jobs that are you know uh, government jobs or city jobs street cleanup you know garbage that kind of stuff right so those people were still allowed to do their thing right well for first few weeks i don't know maybe five six weeks nothing absolutely nothing and then they started having some essential um very very essential and then of course a lot of the the people's jobs could continue because of online so that that's another thing you know so a large portion it was the middle lower income that didn't really have the ability and of course the government was subsidizing um for food basically but um it was interesting um i got out 81 hours before they shut the airport down and i was grateful that i did because <clears throat> i would have been climbing the walls um you would have you been stuck in panama i would have been stuck in panama oh that's insane i mean it wouldn't have probably been too bad getting stuck in panama if everything wasn't shut down <laughs> well it's, it's wonderful but i mean you couldn't even in your building i live in a, a magnificent high-rise building right on the ocean you couldn't go down to the beach you couldn't go to the pool you couldn't go to the gym you couldn't leave your your apartment unless you were leaving during your two hours that you were supposed to be going you know to get groceries or whatever that yeah, seems, it, was, it was wild <laughs> that seems really harsh as far as a lockdown like to to lock down everybody like that i guess well, you have to understand in panama over 80 percent of the population for the entire country is within a very small confined area inside the panama canal to the airport and most everybody lives in high-rise <laughs> buildings very 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 few percentage-wise, is single-family homes. And because you're all in those condominiums and those high-rises, the, the spread was far greater. 
And so they had to just manage this and they've done a great job with that. They did have some challenges to start with and the numbers just went through the roof. And so they had to, they had to really manage this cautiously to make sure that there was not a, a huge problem. But they um, have done a good job and now projections for the future look very promising. So when are you going back? Well, they're opening up on October the 12th. So they say, as long as the um, number of uh, beds in the hospital are, do not exceed 20%, as long as the ICU does not exceed 15%, and as long as there's so m- no more than an X number of deaths between now and then, and once they open, they have not determined yet if they're going to be doing 14-day quarantine. For my business and for what I do, my clients are coming in to do VIP tours, to see Panama, to go to the farms, to go out and see mm-hmm. the projects under construction. If they have to quarantine for 14 days, they're not coming. So we're yeah. kind of like teetering right now as to when are we actually going to be able to go. But if they say you can come, you do not have to quarantine for 14 days, then we'll be down there as soon as that is open for us. Oh, wow, that's insane. I can't even fathom that. I guess I'm just so used to being in the United States with all the freedoms that we have that it's hard to fathom, um, you know, some of those those other countries and how they operate. Exactly. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the, the agricultural stuff. So that's, that's interesting that you, you, your clients come down, they fly down to Panama, you kind of give them a tour of, um, of like the sustainable agriculture stuff that you're working on. Kind of give me an idea of, of, of what you're showing your clients. Well, we have so much that we do in Panama with our clients. We have clients that's looking to become expats, clients that are looking to um, have part-time six months out of a year Um, snowbird type of a retirement home or vacation home. We've got people that are looking to invest and diversify their portfolios and get their money out of their home country, not just the United States, but all over the country, all over the world. And um, now, especially since COVID has happened and so many governments are hurting financially and they're already talking about 40%, 50% taxing uh, Mm -hmm. the, the population, especially those that have, you know, more resources. I'm, every day I get calls from, you know, South Africa, Cape Town and from London and from all over the world. People saying I've got to I've got to move my money out of out of my country. Um, and so diversification is another another real strong reason. But um, what we do is we focus on all of those. We focus on the agricultural uh, sustainable um, growth of, of produce and, and harvest. Um, so it's just a it's a like like we have always said, it's all things Panama. Anything anybody's wanting to accomplish, this is what we really focus on now. So what's the real reason for diversification into, you know, that particular area? Um, like if you're if you're in the U.S., so, you know, let's say I own some real estate here in the United States and, you know, I'm, I'm looking to do some different things. And um, why, why Panama? Like what's the what's the draw for Panama versus, you know, a whole bunch of other South American countries? First of all, is the, the economy, very strong economy, very strong GDP um, opportunity and the incentives that they offer. They're really catering to the expat to, to grow the economy and to bring investment dollars into the country. So there's all kinds of benefits, all the way from the multinational companies to bring their companies there and the tax incentives and benefits that they get, the perks to uh, people that's just wanting to have a great location that's close to the United States. It's not on the other side of the world. Uh, it's easy to get to. It's three and a half hours nonstop from Atlanta, Georgia. 
four hours from New York, uh, four and a half hours. Um, it's inexpensive. You're not going to be paying, you know, Manhattan or Los Angeles or Montreal or <laughs> you know, those types of uh, Toronto. <laughs> yeah, Toronto. Exactly. You're not going to be paying those types of costs for um, comparable type of housing, uh, apartments, condominiums, oceanfront, that kind of thing. So there's a number of different reasons, but you pretty much can go there, have a very enjoyable lifestyle. It's a democracy, pretty much live and let live. And people just do their own thing and, and they have a, you know, a comfortable retirement for those that's looking for retirement and people that's looking just to have a, 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 an excursion or a, a, a new challenge as far as you know, travel and stuff like that. So we have everything, all gamuts of, of walks of life. Ah, so I could go retire in Panama and get my beachfront property so my wife is happy. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so quickly, just so the listeners can kind of get an understanding, you know, when you're when you're talking about costs of, of living and such for, you know, Panama versus, you know, let's say Los Angeles or something like that. Um, I live in Phoenix, right? So Arizona, Phoenix is, is uh, you know, not, a, not as big a market as Los Angeles, but we're getting there. We're, we're you know, we've got... Uh, Seven million people in Arizona now, which is crazy because uh, a lot of people have been moving out of California to Arizona and to Texas. Exactly. Uh, and there's like a mass exodus of uh, states like, you know, sh- uh, towns like Chicago, New York, Los Angeles. It's been kind of crazy. And so as you as we see this mass exodus and people are going to, you know, new places, you know, what is uh, what is the average cost of, you know, like a, a place in, in Panama for someone who's looking for like a two bedroom? A nice two-bedroom, two, two-and-a-half bath on the ocean, um, ocean access. Depending on if you're right near the city or if you're an hour and a half out of the city, it's going to vary. But you can get a nice two-bedroom, two-bath um, in the range of 350000 up to about 700000 And the variation is going to be how close location, 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 yeah. how close the city that you are, and the finishes. Like the building that I built, uh, live in is very exclusive. It's in a gated community right on the ocean. The only property close to the city of uh, Panama that has ocean access. It's the only one. And it's, you know, all marble floors and just high-end finishes. So that, that building is going to be a little bit more expensive than one similar, uh, you know, an hour, hour and a half away. Um, right. So it just depends on, you know, the person and what they're looking for. Um, and you're going to have the ability to, to, to pretty much pick the range that you want. You can have a nice two-bedroom, two-bath condo that's not oceanfront in the range of $250,000, but close to the ocean. Yeah, like walking distance, right? Mm, it'd, be a, it'd, be a, it'd be a nice walk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's cool. I didn't realize that uh, Panama had such a diverse economy and, and, and that that's really that's really cool to hear. So let, let's talk about some of the organic farms and some of the stuff that you do over there in Panama, too. I'm really interested in that. You know, sustainability for food is an important thing for humanity as a, as a whole. I mean, there's, uh, you know, an ever increasing population and, you know, the only way to feed that population is through, you know, some type of st- sustainability in, in organic farming and, you know, making sure that we're not polluting uh, the earth as we're trying to feed everybody. Uh, so what, what are you kind of seeing in that in that uh, in the in the sustainability for the food sector in Panama? And how does that compare to what's happening in the United States? 
You know, that's a great point. Uh, you probably are aware that the United Nations is projecting that the global pro- uh, population is going to, to grow to eight and a half billion by 2030 and about 9.7 billion by 2050. That's a huge growth that's from huge. Where we are right now. Yeah. And because of that, the demand for food is becoming greater and greater. And of course, this clean, green, organic is is becoming, you know, the buzzword. It's more and more important to everybody. So that's why I think we've had such an incredible response to our program that we started in Panama um, years ago, because everybody wants to tap into this, but most people don't know how to farm. They don't have the ability financially to farm, but they can get into a program where they're just an investor, they're a solid investor. It's called a reverse co-op concept. And the land that the company that I represent purchased was land that has been used just to run cattle and, and goats and things like that on forever. And it was you know immediately capable of getting the USDA certified um, stamp um, and able to start farming USDA certified organic right from the very get-go. And the company started purchasing the land up before it was even cool to do that about 14, 15 years ago in Panama, where it was just inland that really nobody wanted. It was, there was a lot of land outside of the Panama City, you know, hour, half, two hours, three hours out. Um, And it was just being used for basically either sugarcane or rice or running cattle for the most part. And so they came in and started putting options on thousands of hectares and started buying up a little bit. But they saw that there was such a demand for what they were growing that they realized there was an opportunity to do a reverse co-op so that they could turn around and grow very, very rapidly. And um, it has just become a phenomenon with people all around the world that want to tap into both land arable land is becoming less and less available and more and more expensive as well as the production of of food especially organic food so you've got short term what we call rotational crops and we've got perm crops which are long term yeah. crops and your rotational crops are what we're doing in the greenhouses so you've got two completely different strategies the greenhouses have rotational crops that will produce two and a half to three and a half times harvest a year where your perm crops are going to be trees that's going to produce for 50, 60 years. But once you select the type of crop that you want, well, that's what you've got. Is it going to be avocados? Is it going to be mangoes? It's going to be limes, that type of thing. So once you have that crop, that's what you're going to have, where if you're in the greenhouse, you have the ability to have a rotation of crops based on demand. Mm -hmm. There's cons to both sides. And it would be, you know, an individual decision for somebody to decide which one is right for their portfolio. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm I'm really into sustainable food. I I'm also a science nerd and an uh, audio engineer by trade, so I love tinkering with stuff. And yeah, uh, you know, one of the one of the coolest things I've I've built at home was, uh, you know, we had. Um, like a tank of fish uh, and then we had a tray that had styrofoam in it right and the plants floated on the top of the water and uh, the the fish and the and the plants had this you know this symbiotic relationship where you didn't have to really feed the plants um, you know 
particles and pieces would fall off. The fish would eat that. The fish would then go to the bathroom in the water and supply nutrients to those. And it was um, a way to a way to uh, you know create lettuce and you know other crops. Hydroponics. That, yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and of course, you know, you, you're able to use the same hundred gallons of water over and over and over and over and right, over again. Right. Aquaponics. Aquaponics. We, we, do, yeah. we do both. We do aquaponics nice. and hydroponics as well. So in the greenhouses, right? Yes. Uh huh. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's that. That was the hardest part about doing aquaponics outside is it's really hard to control. Um, they control the environment, right? You have. Uh, I live in Phoenix. It's hot. Like it's a hundred. It's a hundred and five or hundred and six degrees today. You cannot grow hydroponics when it's a hundred and five degrees. You're right. You know. And You're so, absolutely right. Yeah. So that that's cool that you guys are able to do that. How how does the how does the weather and the environment there bode well? Is it? Um, I mean, you guys probably have high humidity. Do you have um, stretches of heat that you have to deal with for those greenhouses? And how do you guys manage that? Well, the greenhouses are self sustainable because. Um, the heat in Panama is really consistent year round and pretty much you can put anything in the ground and it's going to grow in Panama. Um, but, um, with the greenhouses, you're not even using the ground. You're using, um, uh, the hydroponics concept mm-hmm. where you have just, a um, what we call a peat moss and yep. it's coconut, it's coconut peat yep. that you use in like a plastic um, it's not PVC, but but like a canvas type of a, a piping mm-hmm. that you are using a drip irrigation and you're feeding the minerals, the nutrients in the water exactly what it needs, according to the printouts from the, you know, artificial intelligence and um, watching everything from the computer. So every single individual plant has its own drip irrigation needle that is taking care of that individual plant. So you're getting a much higher production, much less water requirements, mm-hmm. and you're getting it only exactly what it needs. Yeah, so, you guys are probably able to really expand on the, uh, you know, the the fruits of the labor in that space too, because you, you're able to cultivate so much more because of using the technology and science. And I've, I've read up about all of this stuff that, it, that it's so amazing what, uh, Microsoft has in their AI for farmers. Uh, my family's from Idaho and they farm potatoes. And that, that's what my, one of my cousin's job, that's what he does is he um, he's a Microsoft certified technician um, and they go through and do soil samples and put sensors in the ground and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the sensors read out, you know, what are the, you know, the potassium levels, the nitrogen levels, all the different levels of nutrient that need to be there. And then, um, you know, uh, then they're, they're amending what's in the soil using water um to to provide exactly what they need and they're they've been able and they're and they're still doing stuff in the ground it's potatoes so you gotta you gotta put them in the ground oh absolutely but um they they quadrupled their harvest in in a a one year time by uh, deploying the artificial intelligence sensors and you know all of those computer-based technologies for monitoring so i can only imagine how how effective it would be in a in a hydroponic scenario Exactly. And when you have um, what we saw is we reduced the water um, usage by half and doubled our more than doubled our production. So it it is just incredible. You know, the amount of production, like you said, that you have, you can produce so much more. And then there's even ways to even take it up to a whole new level where you have rotational um, um, racks, if you will, that will go the height of the whole entire um, greenhouse where you've got what you would typically typically do on the floor two or three times through the, the greenhouse now. So, I mean, there's just all kinds of new technology and things that have, 
have come up over the last 10 years that are continuing to be developed. It's going to produce more and more food in smaller and smaller spaces, which is, you know, a requirement. It's going to have to be done. Hey, everybody. I wanted to tell you about this great shaving product that I've been using lately. Not only is it awesome, it will save you money. Enough to buy 26 cups of coffee in New York City or three deep dish pizza dinners in Chicago. Harry's is an awesome product. It delivers high-quality razor blades as low as $2 each, a fraction of the price of leading brands, and saving you hundreds of dollars at the same time. I really like the way that Harry's works. It has a very close shave, it's got a great design for the handle, and also the scent of the shave gel is fantastic and it leaves your skin nice and smooth. You can get a trial set delivered to your doorstep by going to harrys.com forward slash frequency. Quality, durable blades at a fair price, just two bucks a blade. They've cut out middlemen manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century. I'm telling you, I use this product and it is absolutely amazing. Harry's has all your grooming needs covered in just one stop. You can get blades, hair care, shower products, all on harrys.com. And just like their blades, Harry is committed to providing premium products without breaking the bank. Again, visit harrys.com forward slash frequency. I want to make sure that everybody gets the chance to go check it out. You can feel better too about the purchase because 1% of their proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations developed to helping provide access to better mental health care for men and veterans. How could you not get behind the veterans? So important nowadays. Listeners of the show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com forward slash frequency. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade. I use it every day. Rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated. And I'm telling you, when you get done shaving, your face will feel so smooth. It's amazing. You even get a travel blade cover to keep your razors dry and easy to grab on the go. So make sure you go to harrys.com dot com forward slash frequency to start shaving and saving today. So one of the things I was reading that um, a lot of the the food that's in Panama is imported from other places. So if you have all these up and coming cool farms and things, is that food that's being generated sold right there in Panama or is that exported? Uh, how, how it is. That? Yeah, you're right. Eighty five percent of the food in Panama has to be imported in right now. There's just not enough farmers to produce the farm that's required. And when we talk about a reverse co-op, that's why what we are saying, because typically this company was in Peru for, you know, a decade or maybe two decades prior to coming to Panama. And they still are. And they have hundreds of thousands of acres of land there. And um, they were able to go in and just do a co-op. And a co-op is just where you go in and you get all the different small time farmers together and you buy from them. And then you're the kind of the middleman or the broker, if you will, that's selling to the other countries, the, you know, the Whole Foods and the Costco's and the H&B's mm-hmm. and that stuff. So they already had all those relationships in place, but they came to Panama and there were no farmers. There were not enough farmers to be able to even put together a little tiny co-op. So that's why they had to start buying up land, buying up land, buying up land. And they thought, okay, well, if we start doing a reverse co-op where we sell the land out to our investors that know nothing about farming, but they want to be a farmer, then... <laughs> we rent or lease that land back to them and farm that land, then you've got a winning proposition. And that's exactly what they've done. And it's just been an incredible concept. Well, and it, it helps the country of Panama too, because it would, I would, I would imagine if 85% of your food is imported, if you're able to create um, organic fruit and vegetables locally, then probably the prices will probably come down for those because you're not importing them too. Well, that's true. You do have the, you have that situation going on. Um, so you're not having to import a lot of stuff that otherwise would have to be imported, especially the stuff that we're growing. 
And then also um, the goal with the companies that we're working with are that in seven to eight years that the production will be substantial enough that they can start actually exporting outside of Panama and we'll be able to provide what's needed in Panama and then be able to have access to export outside of Panama. Wow, that's super cool. So in the reverse co-op idea, it's, you know, basically I could say, okay, I have a hundred thousand bucks or something that I want to invest. Uh, and then that investment goes into the reverse co-op. Um, and then what are, what are like, uh, some of your average returns for some of those investors that are, that are putting in money for the farming, uh, for the form farming portfolios? Well, it depends on the type of uh, product that you're in and, and there's different programs where you can actually own the land or and get titled land or you don't own the land and you're just a, you're a member of the greenhouse. You own a portion of the greenhouse equipment uh, on a prorated basis. And then you can also purchase a portion of the greenhouse on a larger scale with a larger investment where you own the land and that portion of the greenhouse, a quarter or half or even a, a whole a whole greenhouse. So I want a green, I want a greenhouse in Panama. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, one greenhouse in Panama is going to cost you just just a little under one and a half million dollars. Um, but the IRR, the internal rate of return that you're going to see on these projects, are going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of thirteen to seventeen percent. And how long does it take one of those to get? Um, how how long does it take one of those to get operational to start having a return on the investment? The greenhouse is 24 months and the actual produce from the from the perm crops out in the, in the in the open land where you're planting the trees. That's a four year turnaround until you start seeing a, um, actual revenue coming in because you have to clear the land, put in the irrigation in the ground, uh, plant the tree, the trees strong enough so that they start producing a harvest. So it takes four years for the trees, it takes two years to start 24 months to start earning an income from the production of the rotational crops inside the greenhouse. And then is this is this where then I get to fly down as your client and you get to show me what my money's paid for? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I get to take a vacation to Panama and go take a look at my greenhouse? Well, that's true, but I'm gonna tell you something. Our tour is no vacation. <laughs> we are nonstop. We start at seven in the morning. We typically finish up at nine or 10 o'clock at night. Um, we run hard for two hard days, and then the third day is about a half day, and then you have the afternoon on your own. The day you fly in and the day you fly out, you can stay as long as you want. Um, we do put you up in the building that I live at, and um, you have a little bit of time on day three and the day you arrive and the day that you leave if you don't, if you don't want to fly out early in the morning to be able to, you know, do some touristy things, go on to the Panama Canal or whatever it is that you want to do, go go you know, fishing, deep sea fishing or whatever. But for the two and a half days that we are on the tour, we run as hard as we can. Now we do eat great. We call it a foodie tour also because we go to some of the best cultural type of restaurants in Panama. We do show you some of the sites, but we're really focused on not just investments, but with the economy, what's happening, working with the attorneys, understanding the visa process. We go down to the farm. That's a whole day trip in and of itself. It's just down to the farm because it's a two hour drive one way, assuming you have no hiccups or no traffic issues or anything. So it's a full day event. And uh, we started the, the day with a breakfast, we get on the bus, we go down to the farm, we come back, we stop halfway, we have lunch, then we get back. And by the time we get back at six o'clock at night um, on the day that we go to the farm. 
That's pretty cool. Has everybody, anybody said like, hey, I want to actually do some farm work while I'm here at the farm. Put me to work for an hour. <laughs> we have had people that have begged, <laughs> but um, this is not a program structured so that you go out and hoe your own rows. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny you said that. I was just, I was just hoeing rows at my mom's house last weekend. We're getting ready for the, <laughs> for the fall, for the fall planting season. <laughs> no no they have pretty much a very structured program and they have the staff that handles everything and they don't want anybody coming in messing it up (laughs) (laughs) oh i bet i bet now that's really cool the whole idea of the reverse co-op is is really cool so what do you guys do um you know with some of the profits that you make how are you giving back to um charities or supporting the local economy in panama well now Okay, you got two different things. I've got my company, and we we have a lot of different things that we're involved with as far as giving back. But the 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 farming companies themselves, they actually really focus on their communities where the farms are actually located. Um, there's such in the areas where our farms are. When we first purchased those projects and those properties out in there, they didn't even have electricity. Um, so there were people that were living in little tiny, you know. 200 square feet type cinder block type homes with outdoor plumbing and no electricity and and that kind of thing. And we have hired practically every single family in the whole geographic location where all of our farms are. And so we've helped with the schools. We've helped with uh, uniforms for the, the, the kids in the schools. Um, we've really done a lot of giving back um, in those local communities. That is just something that this company is just really, really focused on. And at least one, if not two or more people from every single family that lives within the general vicinity of where our farms are, works at the farms. And we have hundreds of employees that work out at the farms. So that's, that's awesome. One thing. And with my company, I'm working with people Primarily, my, my market base is North America, um, but I do have people from around the world. But we focus on the charities such as American Red Cross, Wounded Warrior Project, St. Jude's Research Hospital, um, Salvation Army. So we have several different ones that we focus on here with, with my company. Oh, and those are all great, great, great places to give back to for sure. Um, especially Wounded Warrior. That one hits home for me uh, as a Navy veteran. And uh, yeah, good stuff. That's awesome. So um, as you guys are looking for, you know, future things that you're trying to do in Panama or um, other other projects, are you just going to continue buying up more land and putting in more farms? Do you have other uh, other plans for the land there besides farming? Uh, you know, or, absolutely. Yeah. We absolutely do. Sustainable living. Um, and, and Ryan, you're the very first person I've even mentioned this to. It's something that we've been working on for uh, over, I guess, almost two years now. And it's coming to fruition, and we're actually going to be launching this in January. We're on the farms. You're going to have access to the food from the farms. You're going to have sustainable living on the farms and even some potentially off-the-grid type homes that people are looking for. This is a big thing now. It's a trend that's happening all around the world where people are wanting these bunkers to be able to get away from. And, in fact, I just got the first drawing this afternoon of what this – first neighborhood is going to actually be like and there's going to be an equestrian center and you're going to have actual your own within this uh, whole structure you're going to have ownership of some of the the produce farming uh, as part of the the investment into the homes and so that's a new thing we're going to also be launching a new product a new a new fruit here in the, the next 30 days 
I can't say yet what it is because we haven't made that announcement, but that's coming as well. So we're always expanding. We're always looking at ways to um, entice and bring in more um, potential investors that's wanting to diversify their investments and get outside of their home country and or get into the um, sustainable um, food market. You guys have to check out this new service that I'm playing around with called Issue. It is totally amazing. You live to create, but you don't live to worry over the last nitpicky details involved in putting final touches on contact. You got to do what you do best and let Issue handle the rest. If you're a creative, you know the drill. You're finally done editing. It's perfect. Now you just need format and reformat for every single platform. With Issue, make it once and it's ready to post everywhere. Seriously, Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital publications from brochures to magazines and sales collateral. It's perfect for creators, marketers, designers, educators, publishers, salespeople, or just anyone that wants to make eye-catching content that can be distributed on multiple platforms. Issue makes it really simple. Just upload the PDFs and files and Issue transforms them using your vision and customizable templates to create the content you want. With Issue, you just create it one time and distribute it everywhere. Everything is optimized to post on your website, social platforms like Instagram and Facebook. They can even help you make animated Instagram stories. And the best part about it, it is free. F-R-E-E free. That's right. It's free to get started with Issue. So go to issue.info slash frequency to sign up for your free account. That's I-S-S-U-U dot info slash frequency to sign up and let them know that you heard about it from this show, Finding Your Frequency. Remember, that's dot info, not dot com, dot info. So go to I-S-S-U-U dot info slash frequency and get your free account today. Well, that's quite awesome, all the different things that you guys have going on in the Panama area. And this sounds so interesting. You know, you mentioned a drawing of a bunker, and I'm like, I want a bunker in Panama. You know, <laughs> so I, I, you, I want a bunker. I want some beachfront property. I want a greenhouse. I guess I'd just move there, and I could probably get a job being a farmer, right? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how much experience you have. <laughs> Well, like I said, my family's been sure farming. My, my family's been farming for generations. Uh, I'm like one of the first ones who uh, didn't go down the road of some equestrian something or doing farming. Uh, my mom moved to Phoenix uh, back in the '70s, and um, so since since I left the area, I'm I'm not doing that. But I've been, you know, we we farm. So uh, my mom has five acres, and so you know that's my job two or three times a year is I get to go till up the soil and hoe my rows and do all that because my mom's my mom's 72 years old she'll be 72 and so uh can't have mom out there hoeing her own rows <laughs> absolutely well you could do your own radio program from panama so you could pretty much be as flexible as you want to be we'll create a radio program for you guys and i'll host it for you that sounds like a great idea <laughs> <laughs> so where do people learn uh more about the opportunities and possibly working with you where do they where do they find you well, it's very simple. If you'll just go to Evie Brooks Panama, and my name is E as in Edward, V as in Victor, I-E, Brooks, with an S, Panama.com. We have a, a little short 11-minute video, and we've got two incredible educational offers, including a huge discount off of our VIP tour, um, as well as a, a, an hour consultation with me, which I do mentor and I do charge for that, but this is a free offer. Go watch that video, 11 minutes. You'll learn a lot more about Panama, what's happening in Panama in a very short period of time. And then what we do is we look at when we have these, these calls, the one-hour consultation is broken into two calls, one 30-minute before we 
so we can kind of see what you're wanting to do, what your goals are, what your portfolio looks like. And then um, we'll talk about some different concepts and ideas, and then we'll get back together again within a week, and we'll have the second 30-minute call. So um, that's a great place to start. Just go to evbrookspanama.com, and um, when you go there, we'll be in communication with you and, and set up a time to be able to start your consultation. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been quite a lively conversation and I really love what you guys are doing in Panama and, you know, the idea of sustainable agriculture and, um, you know, providing jobs to a community and, you know, really uh, bolstering that economy in your own way. But then, you know, allowing, uh, you know, people outside of the country to be able to to get in on that so they can make a few dollars. But at the same time, they're making a few dollars. They're helping out the local economy and the local community. That's like a win win for everybody. I don't see how any investor today would not want to get in on that opportunity. It is absolutely a win-win for everybody. And Ryan, we'd love to have you. Why don't you come down and visit us? We'd, we'd love to host you. Yeah, I'll just have Robert bring me down there when I see him next time. All right. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> he comes to, he, well, he used to come to our studio like once a month until the COVID thing happened. He was a guest on a show. You know, he lives in Scottsdale. So um, whenever he was in town, he'd just come down to the studio and do the interviews. And so him and I constantly joking around with each other when I, when I get to see him. <laughs> well, he's done a great, great thing for so many people around the world. I'll tell you that. Everybody I run into is like, you know, they've either read the book or they've been in some <laughs> of his training classes or some of his podcasts. And he's just he's brought so much knowledge to so many people. Yeah, I learned so much stuff from that guy every time he comes to the studio and what I really like about him is the fact that he's so open and, um, and, 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 you know, approachable, you know, absolutely with all the different things and success that he's had, you know, and him coming into the radio studio and like, I can say, Hey, you know, I got a question. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do this and, and I got like, you know, 10,000 bucks and I'm trying to decide what I should do to do. I do this or do I do that? And then he usually slaps me with something I never even thought about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. Evie yeah. Brooks, thank you so much for being on. You guys, make sure you go check out the website, eviebrookspanama.com, E-V-I-E-B-R-O-O-K-S-P-A-N-A-M-A.com. I want to thank all the listeners for tuning into this special episode. Uh, and make sure you guys give us a nice rating, five stars, because we deserve it. It's way better than four. And I think Evie and I did a great job on the interview, so we, we definitely deserve the five stars. <laughs> you guys, um, when you're listening to the show, too, if you have any comments, questions, you have um, somebody you want me to interview, some topics you want me to cover, please send us an email info at voiceamerica.com uh, or you can also visit the website findingyourfrequency.net. Find out more about the show. Uh, thank you guys again for tuning in to this special episode of Finding Your Frequency. I'm Ryan Treasure and we'll see you next time right here on Finding Your Frequency on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. <laughs>